broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Got a text on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, from Mark in New Jersey. The defense needs to come up big this week with turnovers, and I'd like to see the offense go off. Again, that's Mark in New Jersey talking about the Raiders, talking about you know what their expectations, what needs to happen on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Joining us now on the phone lines to talk about the activity in the game going down at Allegiant Stadium is our good friend Cassie Soto from the RJ. And Cassie, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Before we get into anything, we got a text message on our Salmon Ash text line. Uh, Vegas Pete said, tell Cassie we miss her on air. Did they do the dollar dance at her wedding yet? Which you haven't had the wedding yet, but... There you go. That's from Vegas Pete. <laughs> hey, guys. Good to be here. I know it's been, I mean, you of all people know how crazy this time gets to you, but uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, at least you know that people miss you, right? So Vegas Pete Thank saying you. that, uh, that he, he misses you. So the Raiders come into this game 0-1. They, they, they lost a tough one to the Chargers, just didn't execute the way that I thought they were going to execute, but came up short. So that's one game. What are your expectations? How do you think that they bounce back this week? Like, what are you looking for in this game on Sunday? Yeah, well, I think, um, and I think I, I just heard it right before I joined, uh, that the defense really needs to step up for the Raiders. Um, we've talked about it all offseason, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, you know, this dynamic duo the, and Cleveland Furl with a salt, pepper, and Old Spice, you know, <laughs> like this, this trio here that is supposed to be making some noise in the league. And um, we, we obviously Max Crosby um, had a decent game, almost got to Justin Herbert, but almost doesn't, doesn't do anything for them. Um, so I think the defense really needs to step up. They need to win the turnover battle um, and create some havoc here. And I think that they're going to have a pretty energetic crowd behind them to be able to do that come Sunday. Yeah, and they sure didn't t- win the turnover battle on Sunday against the Chargers. I mean, Derek Carr threw three picks. He also fumbled once. I mean, it was just it was a bad day at the office for the Raiders. Yeah. And, you know, when you see that Denzel Perryman is out, Trayvon Merrick is out, uh, you've got Andre James out. When you see those guys out, I mean, how, how big of a loss do you think those guys are? It's got to be the Divine Diablo show, yeah. I think, this weekend, right? Nate Hobbs, again, another guy that's got to step up. But, um, yeah, um, in putting together our stuff here at the Review Journal, you know, I asked um, Vinny Bonsignor, someone listeners are very familiar with, I asked him about Dylan Parham now taking those starting snaps at center. And um, he said this is obviously what they've kind of not been preparing for, right? You never want to prepare for your guys to get injured. But all the changes on the offensive line, all the uh, – the different uh, scenarios, I guess, they played out in their head. Dylan Parham was taking snaps at center. He's been all over this offensive line. And luckily for them, you know, they have somebody in, in their own uh, building that they can go to and turn to. Um, we saw Dylan Parham at practice. I saw him on Wednesday and Thursday taking those um, snaps with Derek Carr. Carr talked about how him and Dylan are practicing before and after practice, getting those reps and the communication. And Carr is even having to learn how to take those snaps right. from Dylan. It's different from guy to guy. So it's obviously a huge loss, but 
there's no there's no time to stop now. It's week two where we're all rocking and rolling, and I think they just have to yeah work with what they're given here. And luckily for them, like I said, they've they've got some guys in the building that hopefully they can turn to to step up this week. Cassie Soto is our guest right now on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. As far as the offensive side of things, Devontae Adams was targeted early, and he was targeted often on Sunday. Do you expect yeah. to see the same kind of approach, or do you think it's going to be more spread out this week? I mean, I think it has to be more spread out now. Obviously, the Cardinals were able to look at that and see, like, no, no duh, right? That's right, Devontae right, right. Adams. Yeah. Got a ten, 10 of the 22 receptions, I think it was. You know, he took a huge chunk of the offensive plays there for for the Raiders. I think you have to get Darren Waller involved, right? You just signed him. You got to use him. Right. Um, I think you have to get Hunter Renfro involved because these guys have shown time and time again that they're able to create that kind of space. They're able to extend plays more than anything. So, yeah, I, I absolutely think Devontae Adams, right? He's got his grandma in town. So right. I think he's got to... He's got to show off a little bit for the family this weekend. Um, but when it comes down to it, they have to spread this ball around um, to be able to get some more moves. But it, again, it comes down to Carr. He can spread the ball, but he's got to make sure it lands in the right guy's hand. Right. Well, and, and that you know, and that was one of the things that we've talked about quite a bit here on on the show this week, Cassie. Is you know, Carr and his ball security. I don't expect to see a game like that where he throws three picks again. I just don't. But yeah. that's just me. To me, what are your thoughts? I mean, what, what do you think about Carr and the way that we've seen him over the years protect the ball? I mean, that was very uncar like what we saw on Sunday. Yeah, no, for sure, unless he's like right, right in the end zone and it's a fumble or something. But this, <laughs> yeah, this is not something that that we're, that uh, most fans and uh, the most the media are used to seeing. I just think, and it's so crazy um, too. I we were watching the game yesterday, the the fiance and I, and it's just different though. Like, what kind of like, what kind of quarterback is Derek Carr, though? You know, I feel like that's just a question that, that it, it can change kind of weekly. Because yeah. I, and, and specifically, I'm talking about this play yesterday um, in the game, the, the play right before Travis Kelsey got a body slammed into oh, the yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, the pocket completely collapsed. And what did Mahomes do? He ran back five yards and extended the play and was able to get the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. You know, every option was gone for him. He ran, found a target, hit the target, and the target got, you know, a little banged up there. But uh, we looked at each other after that play and we're like, could Derek Carr do something like that? Like, could he... I'm telling you, like, I, I watched the replay it over and over again. I watched it right before we came on air. It, the pocket's gone, like... Patrick Mahomes should have, you know, been, been taken down, and he was able to extend it. So I'm wondering, like, to see something like that from Carr, I think, would give, you know, a different sense of hope. Like, okay, he can use those legs. He's an athletic guy. He can use those legs to, to extend some plays and, and get the, the ball down the field. Yeah. No, he, he has the athleticism to, to make plays happen. He couldn't make that play happen, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll be the first <laughs> yeah. to say he couldn't make that play happen, and that's not being disrespectful. There's a, there's a very small amount of people that could do what Patrick Mahomes did. And, look, one yeah. of the guys that could do something like that is coming to town on Sunday. Kyler Murray. <laughs> Ky- Kyler Murray could make plays like that. I mean, he's just that stinking athletic. Uh, what, do you th- what do you see as the biggest challenges? I mean, you've been there when Josh McDaniels has talked to us. What do you think yeah. is going to be the biggest challenges this defense is going to face with Kyler Murray in town? I think, I think it might be the Raiders not getting too ahead of themselves. I think it might be slowing it down, playing their own style of the, uh, of the game, not you know letting 
obviously these guys are really have short-term memory. Um, but getting into this game, realizing that obviously it is a home game and fans are expecting a win, but they got to go out there, put their heads down, and get in. And I think that uh, was Kyler Murray was held to under 200 yards mm-hmm. last week, one, 193. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't much. Um, sacked, yeah, sacked a couple of times. So I think, yeah, the defense just has to be able to replicate something like that and hold in some minimal yards and to stop that Cardinals offense. Uh, quick and quick and in a hurry. Yeah, for sure. Again, we're talking with Cassie Soto here from the Las Vegas Review Journal here on uh, Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. As far as the stadium, uh, you mentioned the home crowd and everyone being pretty fired up. It's the home opener for the season. Uh, what do you expect that atmosphere at Allegiant Stadium to be like? I think it's going to be rocking. We were there for the preseason, and I mean, I haven't been to any, and so I, you know, I could be just uh, seeing it in one dimension here. I haven't been to other preseason games. But the fans were there and ready to get going during the preseason. So, yeah, for the home opener, you remember last, uh, last season's home opener, it's just it's a different feeling, you know, like we're down on the field and you just you get the atmosphere, you feel the atmosphere, you feel the excitement, and, you know, the lights are strobing and there's fireworks and all this. And it is an event, and um, I think, yeah, fans are fortunate enough to be able to be there on Sunday. It's, it's going to be a show one way or another. Um, it's a big weekend here in Las Vegas, so yeah, the Raiders definitely have to show out. Yeah, you know, and, and let's talk about that big weekend. I wanted to ask you, uh, Canelo Triple G is going on on Saturday. I know that you and the fiance have uh, have had the <laughs> uh, you know the Canelo pictures floating around on Twitter. What are your thoughts on this upcoming fight? Saul Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> That's how you have to say it. That's the only way to say it. You know it. I can't do that, Cassie. I, like, there's, there's certain things I can do, and there's certain things I can't do. And hijo de Guadalajara, Mexico. Yeah. There you um, go. Anyway, yeah, we're pumped. We actually just watched the weigh-in. It was like two, two hours ago now. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, through and through, we're, we're Canelo homers. Like, I don't care what happens. I know he's coming off of a loss, and, you know, it's the trilogy, and there's a lot of – a lot of build up to this one, but yeah, I see. I, we were talking about it. Canelo, tenth round with a body shot that just takes down Triple G. Ooh, there you go. All it's right, got to be the body. It's got to be the body. Nice. I know last time that you were able to finesse some tickets for you and the fiance. What about this time? Were you able to pull some strings to get some tickets for this fight? I finesse. I'm still paying off those tickets from last <laughs> time. That's a hell of a me? finesse. <laughs> no. no, I am still paying those tickets for last time. So no, we'll be we'll either be at uh, the the future sister in law's house or here at home. But yeah, we'll be watching. We'll be tuning in. Nice, nice. I like it. That's funny. Well, yeah. I mean, man, you got to do you got to do what you got to do, right? You can only you can only I can do... only imagine how much those tickets cost now. Oh man. <laughs> They're not cheap. They are not cheap. I'll tell you that right now. No, they're not. We actually have a lot of friends in town from Texas, and it's funny because when they were, like, before they decided to come down, they were looking at everything going on in Vegas, and they saw the fight, and they said, hey, Q, can, can we just hook up some tickets? And I was like, yeah, no problem. Let's just hook up a bunch of tickets to Canelo Triple G. No problem. Like, that's Floor cheap. Seats? Floor seats or you guys want a suite? The box suite? What do you want? I got you. I mean, yeah, why not? Well, let's go to Devontae Adams and get a whole suite, right? Why not? You know, you know if we all pitch in 100K, we'll be there in no time, right? Right. That's yeah, that's ridiculous. So we'll be ordering the fight and watching it on TV. That's what we'll do. That's how that's how far we'll go with that. So uh, yeah. let me ask you about uh, Pops. How, how excited is Los for the for the season of home opener? 
We talked this morning, and he gave me his whole itinerary for to, for Sunday. He's getting there. I think the gates open up four hours ahead of time. He's going to be there five hours ahead of time. He's barbecuing tomorrow to have the food ready for Sunday so he nice. can actually enjoy the tailgate. Um, we got a bunch of family coming in from out of town, and he, he loves it. He loves this time of year. It is Los's time to shine yep. this time of year. So, yeah, he is so excited. Nice, nice. I'm not mad at that at all. Well, hopefully I get to run into him out there at the parking lot. All right, yeah, guys. for sure. I think he's in the S lot. He's in the S lot across the street from Jay, I believe. So, yeah, okay. he's, yeah he's up there. I'll find him. How confident is your mom in uh, Nathaniel Hackett as the Broncos head coach Ooh. after Monday night, though? Uh, she put some bad words on her Twitter account <laughs> when she was live tweeting that game, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> wow, yeah. I can see that that's not going to be a good subject. That's going to be a sore subject for a while. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett is going to be something something to be, uh, to be reckoned with, obviously. Uh, Denver Broncos yeah. fans are not too happy with that young man. Well, Cassie, fantastic stuff as always. It's great to catch up with you. Uh, what do you got coming out of Vegas Nation that we need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, for sure. So actually tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., bright and early, we will air our Vegas Nation game day show. So that'll keep everybody uh, up to the up to the minute of what's going on there. Obviously, we'll have the injury report in from today um, and just looking at, you know, how does Dylan Parham step in in that role? And uh, we preview the Cardinal side of things also. So, yeah, we'll get your full fill um, at VegasNation.com or uh, Review Journal on YouTube also. All right, Cassie, before we let you go, say uh, say Canelo and Triple G again in, in the only way that you can. Saul Canelo Alvarez and Gennady Golovkin. <laughs> and then I'll just add Boombaka because that's all I got. That's all I got, Boombaka. That's, that's my word. I don't even know if I'm saying anything, but that's my word, so I'm going to roll with that one. But, uh, got it, got it. You're good. Tequila, all right, just say tequila, hey. Yeah, exactly. A lot of tequila. Bumaka tequila. I'm good with that. Cassie, thank you so much. Great stuff as always. We definitely appreciate you. We'll see you this weekend. Thanks, guys. See you. All right, there she goes. Cassie Soto, our good friend right there from the RJ on Twitter, at underscore Cassie Soto. Uh, Great people right there. Family's great people, too. So definitely can appreciate them. And, uh, yeah, good stuff with Cassie. 313 is the time. I got a lot of text messages I want to get to. Phone lines are blowing up. 702-365-9200. Coming up about 330, you'll hear from Josh Jacobs. You'll hear from uh, Malcolm Kuntz. You'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. We are locked and loaded. We got a lot to get to in a short amount of time. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got a text. Salmon S text sign 69187 keyword R&R. Got the text from the mailman Raider Q. I just want to let Raider Nation know not to worry about this game. The new Call of Duty beta is dropping for this week only until the official drop in like November. You know Kyler is licking his chops to play. He'll wake up Sunday and not realize who he's even playing. That said... Raiders win 31-3. to Man, Kyler ain't never going to live that one down. He's never – and that's what we talked about it too. We talked about it when that contract came out and, or, and the contract details came out and everyone started talking about he needed to study more and he needed to do this and he'd rather play Call of Duty than, than studying his playbook. We even said if that's not true, it don't matter. It's out there now and everyone's going to think about it. So if he has a bad game, what's someone going to say? Call of Duty. He was playing Call of Duty all night. Or as the kids say, he was on the duty. He was on the duty. They're going to do that. They're going to say it all the time. He doesn't, it, it, he doesn't stand a chance. He has one bad game. It's because he wasn't studying film and he, and he was on the, on the video games all night. It's just what it is. 
Man, it's it's a tough break. Like you said, like it doesn't matter if it's true or not. Right, it doesn't matter. Man, I'm mad at the Arizona Cardinals. This is your franchise quarterback, and you guys basically you tried the to, bus. Tried they to embarrass him. The yeah, they did embarrass him. And I I don't to this day I still don't know exactly who came up with the the fine details or found the fine details that were put into the contract. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter who found it and put it out there. The fact that it was in there to begin with is is enough. So yeah, I mean, he's gonna, it's one of those things that he's going to have to live with all the time. There's always going to be someone who's going to pop up and say something uh, just like that about, well, you know, Call of Duty's coming out, so he's not going to have a very good game. Uh, Vegas Pete hit us up. Up the middle, we're short of starters. Parham at center is a big one. Great draft pick. It turns out because of his ability to play different spots. I hope he calls out blocks like James does. Merrick, we can feel okay. Masterson was a star preseason, so I'm excited to see. And Abram has taken a step up. Love the way he tackles. No way the birds block Jones. Who knows the birds like the back of his hand. I expect him and Adams to torch Arizona's weak secondary, becoming stars of the game. Big weekend in Las Vegas. We have uh, now become a sports capital. Q, how do I pretend to be part of Adams' family to watch the game in his family's luxury box? Spray paint? LOL. No, <laughs> no, that's not going to work. <laughs> it's frowned upon to do something like that, Vegas Pete. You don't want to do that. No, 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 no. Um, I think the best thing you could do is try to make friends. Do like I do. Make friends with wherever you go. And and if they say, hey, you want to come with us, then cool. Definitely don't try to uh, – no, no spray painter post, please. I don't want to have to read about you later. That's that, That'll that'll end bad every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines, man. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? What's up, Big D? Anyway. I think we're going to thrash this team. Okay. But before I get to that, I want to point out how these pundits claim San Diego as this be-all, end-all team. I mean, the boy Blunder, the coach, and the boy Wonder finally got put in their place. This is the NFL. He's a big target to hit, and he got hit by KC hard. And I, I was just giggling, giggling. We still have the Muppet King to deal with. We all have our weaknesses in this division. We really do. And uh, Nate the Hack out of Denver, he's the loudest weakness in the division. We thought the Charger coach was full of blunders. Wow. That 64-yard field goal thing? He... <laughs> I mean, they're, they're probably thinking about bringing Vic Fangio back with his <laughs> Batman utility belt. You know, it's just like, wow, dude, you pay a quarter billion dollars for Russ and you let this dude trot out there with 145 decibels screaming at you to kick a 64-yard field goal, which how many times has been done in the NFL in history? Two times in the whole league's history. But really, settle down, Raider Nation. Settle down. Now, we, Cardinal game. I think we're going to destroy them. I, this team is so infuriated right now about what happened. Carr threw three picks for only the second time in his nine-year nine career. And yet, still at the end, we were right there. On their home turf. Well, that's kind of our home turf, really. It's a little bit theirs. I, get, I, I don't even know where to go with that. But 
damn, we were right there driving down the field, and it took Khalil Mack face mask at the end of that to bring us down uncalled. So look up, Raider Nation. Just look up and go, we got this. Not a big deal. It's early. It's early, boys. And this nation is thundering now. We're going to kill the Cardinals. Love you, Q. Love you, Big D. Raiders! There he goes. There's Raider Mike right there. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a killing of the Cardinals, but I do feel very confident that the Raiders bounce back and win this game. And uh, they do it, like I said, double digits is what I predicted, probably a 10- to 12-point victory, maybe 14 at the top. So I just think that they create a couple turnovers and they get a couple short fields and they're able to cash in. And it's pretty comfortable at the end. And Allegiant Stadium is rocking and feeling good about itself. And then the conversations on Monday are a lot different. Matter of fact, that's the question that I threw out there is uh, who are we going to be talking about? Who do you think we'll be talking about come Monday? Good, bad, ugly, whatever the case may be. Someone who you thought was a hero, someone you thought had a really big game, or someone that you thought, you know, wasn't worth a damn, and maybe they need to be sent to the bench. I mean, whatever the case may be, I know we'll be talking about somebody on Monday, so I'm just throwing it out there. Who do you think it is that we'll be talking to? 702-365-9200, also the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword r I'm excited about this next guest for multiple reasons, but first, let's get to him. Big Al hitting us up from St. Louis. The Lou is in the building. What's up, St. Louis? What's up, Big Al? You, I'm sitting across from home, Allegiant Stadium, I live in St. Louis in the middle of Chief Country, wearing my black and silver and fighting a good fight. I listen to you all the time, brother. I'm out here for my 60th birthday to my first game at the new stadium, and it's in the bag, which is Big Al. Guarantee we win, Cube. In the bag. From Bad Big Al Network. Nice. I like it. The Big Al Network. So there you go. Big Al from St. Louis. Multiple reasons I was excited by that call. One, it's Big Al's birthday. He's going to Allegiant Stadium. First time he's in the building, as you said, uh, celebrating his 60th, right? The other reason is the selfish reason for me. And that's because Big Al's from St. Louis, and Nelly's in the building this week, too. Nelly is here in town. That's why our friends are in town from Texas. Uh, I mean, for multiple reasons. They came to see us, but also, and they're going to the game on Sunday. But they also are, tonight, we're going to go see Nelly at the M Resort. So uh, there you go. Big Al, want to celebrate his 60th, come out to the M Resort and celebrate watching some dirty, dirty Nelly, right? Some country grammar. It should be a lot of fun. I, I found out today as I was at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, apparently there's a lot of people that are going to Nelly tonight. So there's going to be a lot of folks at the M Resort checking out Nelly around the pool area uh, for, that, for that concert tonight. So that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. But, yeah, man, what you know about, what you know about the Lou? What you know about the Lou, Damon? Hold on real quick. You said the pool area. Do you have the VIP package? Uh, no, I didn't get, it's, it's, no. I just got general admission, but okay. I mean, there's not a bad seat in the house. Everything's, everything's a good spot. You know, you got the, you know, I don't, I don't need to have, I don't need to be backstage. Actually, I thought Tashawn, I was trying to get Tashawn Reed to go because from, uh, from the athletic, Tashawn is from St. Louis. That's his hometown. Nelly, that's his hometown guy, but he's got, he's got something to do tonight. If it had been tomorrow, he would have gone, but he's, he's not. He doesn't have time to make it tonight. And I thought Tashaw would have walked in the building and been like, hey, man, I'm from the Lou. And they would have put him they'd have put him up on stage like he's a St. Lunatic, right? They'd have been like, well, Murphy Lee ain't here, but Tashaw <laughs> is. 
I do know that much, yo. The St. Lunatics, that was yeah. Just, what know, the back hook in the day when everybody be? was putting them. <laughs> they had that one song that was on the Bad Boys soundtrack, Bad Boys yes, Two. Yeah, take it low. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. Nelly was up there shaking his tail feather with Diddy, right? Murphy Lee was talking about what the hook gonna be. All that, yeah, man. All that good stuff. I tell you, man. Country grammar so funny when it comes to Nelly, man. The first time I ever saw a Nelly CD, and I said CD, I was at ninety four nine. Wow, ninety four nine in the Bay Area. I was a uh, I was a, um, a, a party crew, guys. What they call it? A party crew. We got in the van and we went and gave out stuff. You know, we promoted the radio station. We were the we were the commercials for the radio station. So when you met us, you met the radio station. So we'd be out there, and I was going through our prize b- uh, box one day, see what we're gonna give out. And I saw this CD, and it said "Country Grammar Nelly." I said "Country Grammar? What the hell is this, man?" I- and so I thought initially, no joke, this is how naive I was. I just had no idea. I thought it was like a black dude giving some country music, right? Because it was just like country grammar. And so I, I didn't know. So I was like, oh, this is, okay, this is going to probably be terrible. So we, we took it out of the, the case and put it in the CD player. And I was like, hot, oh, I'm going downtown. We're like, oh, my God, this is fire. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was like, we ain't giving this away. <laughs> So we kept that country grammar, man, and we were jamming it ever since. Man, I'm telling you, that's just that's why you don't judge a book by the cover, man. Just because just I didn't know about no country grammar. Who knew later on in life I was going to actually move to Texas and know everything about country grammar, right? I'm the West Coast Texan now. I feel like I'm, I, I was in Texas so damn long, I feel like that I'm, I'm a Texan. You know, so it, it's it's funny, man. Just you never know how life's going to move. Real quick, when you was talking about you put in the album Country Grammar, you heard Hot in Here. Did you know that first listen, yo, the club's going to be uh, club. No, be it, wasn't hot, it, it wasn't Hot in Here. It was, oh. country, it was Country Grammar that we heard, but he was like, mm, I'm going down, down. Oh, yeah. You know, and we had we had some like 10 inch woofers in the trunk. Right. And we had a minivan, though. It was a it was a party crew minivan, the little radio station minivan. But man, all of a sudden that beat hit. Boom, do, 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 boom. You know, I was like. Woo! This is fire. So, yeah, man, I knew then that Nelly was, uh, he was the dude. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun tonight. We saw Nelly one time in, uh, in Texas before we moved, and he was, he was really good then. So I think it's going to be a fun little show tonight, but we're going to be out there, and there's going to be a ton of folks out there representing, checking out Dirty Nelly at the M Resort. So, hey, if you ain't doing nothing, come on out. I know Demond. He's you know, Demond's too good to hang out with us. I invite Demond to stuff all the time, and he always You didn't invite like, me to Nelly? I didn't. We just now started talking about Nelly. <laughs> we we actually might have an extra ticket. I'm just saying. We might even have an extra ticket. You just don't know. Then I would be more than glad to come then. See, there you go. Look at that. We're inviting folks to concerts on the radio. Man, that's what we do. 3.30 is the time. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear from Josh Jacobs. We'll hear from uh, head coach Joshua Daniels. And we'll hear from you. It's all Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 3.35 is the time. Coming up at 4 o'clock, Sam Gordon from the RJ. He'll join us to talk about the Aces. He'll join us to talk about Canelo Triple G. He'll join us to talk about the Silver and Black. It's funny, as we're here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920, started talking about Nelly being at the M Resort this evening. I'm definitely going to be in attendance. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting all these different texts on the Sam and Hash text line, 69187, keyword R&R, about Nelly songs. Big Dub Raiders at Q. I hope Nelly puts on a better show than he did in Ontario last month. He was awful. Shaking my head. Hope the Raiders get this dub this Sunday. Go Raiders. That's funny that you say that because when I saw him in Texas, uh, I tweeted out a, a video of him on stage, and someone hit me with, right back with that, and they said, oh, man, I hope he's better there than he was so-and-so, wherever that was. He was awful, and he was great. He was great in Texas. So I'm assuming he's going to be great again tonight, but who knows? I, I mean, honestly, 
if he's great or not, I'm going to be hanging with a bunch of friends. We're going to be in a, you know, at the M Resort hanging out next to the pool. We may have a beverage or two. So, I mean, it's, we're, we'll have a good time regardless. I mean, really, Nelly's going to be really the background noise. It's not like I'm going to be there just to be like, oh, my gosh, i got to watch Nelly. So it's just going to be a fun time out regardless. I also think that the stars, you know, they know which cities that they're going to turn it up on. That's true. And which cities they don't. I mean, I'm sorry for you and out yeah, that's Ontario. Good, that's a good point. But in yeah. Vegas, he going to put on a show. Well, then again, but he he put on a show in Texas, and I don't know really – I don't really know if anybody was worried about that. So. Or maybe it's actually, just personally if he feel like it. I, I was actually surprised he was even there in Texas, to be 100% honest, but uh, it was a good little time. Uh, Raider J from Sacramento says, stunting in my Air Force Ones. Man – I'm stunting in my Air Force Ones. Yeah, man, I used to. That's all I used to rock, Demon. Coke white Air Force Ones all the time. And at one point they were cheap. They're not cheap Woo. anymore. But at one point they were cheap, and it was one of those things where you knew, all right, you're gonna get them dirty, and then you just go replace them, Give right? Me man, the Coke. Yeah, per, yeah. I need to purr. It's it's purr. It's not pear, right? Her. Because you got you got to have that country grammar, so it's purr. Her. <laughs> Yeah, like that. Stomping in my Air Force One. Yeah, that was no, me. No, no, not like that, though. Nah, that, man. Yeah, that, you nah, didn't All right, all right, okay. <laughs> Got another text for the 209. Q wasn't ready for that EI on track eight. What about EI? Uh-oh. <laughs> he said track eight. My man, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Underlay, underlay. Everybody, EI, EI. I don't even know the words. Oh, but yeah, that's that EI was, uh, that was a dope track, too. So that's going to be a good one. Look at that. All we do is start talking about Nelly, and all of a sudden we're getting hit up. Remember Grills? Remember when Nelly did had the had the song Grills and everyone it was real popular to have a grill? No joke. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Now. Remember when he had, okay, no joke. I went out like a dummy and got a grill when that song came out because I was I was doing hip hop radio in Fresno at Q97 and Grills was a super popular song. So I traded in my my talent fee check and I got a I got a grill. They uh I did a I did a show in front of a jewelry store. And so they had to pay me a talent fee for being there. So I wanted a grill so bad. The dude was like, well, if you don't, I w I'll just give you a grill and instead of pay you. And I was like, done. <laughs> right? Done. Let's do it. That was the worst decision I ever made in my life was to get that grill. You want to talk about jack your teeth up, man. And maybe it was because the grill that I had was it obviously wasn't an expensive one. But it was, it was enough. I think it was like 200, 250 bucks or something like that. But, man, I only had the bottoms, my bottom teeth. And... That thing used to get so jacked up, and I used to get scared when I took it off because I thought I was going to pull one of my teeth out at the same time. So, yeah, when I lost that grill, it wasn't because I really lost it. It was because I was like, man, let me get this thing the hell away from me, man. This thing is terrible. But I used to have to rock it at the club because everyone was like, you, where's your grill? So I'd, I'd pull my grill out. Oh, so. no. <laughs> were you just dreading it every time? Pretty much. But everyone knew I had it because I had been bragging about it on the radio. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like the worst right there. It is. Come on, Q, show us the grill. Show us. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then that's when, and then that's at the same time when uh, E forty tell me when to go was real popular too. And then it said, "Shake your dread, shake your dread." Let me see you see your grill. Let me, so I used to do, you put know, what I mean? Shades on. Yeah, put your yeah. I still don't even know the words of that, but yeah, that's that's what I did, man. Good thing I'm not in hip hop anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I made some bad decisions when I was doing hip hop. Good thing, thank God for sports, right? Right now, there's someone that's like. Yeah, I don't have any clue what the Q's been talking about for the last 10 minutes. I have no idea who Nelly is. I have no idea about a grill. I don't know these Air Force Ones. I don't know what EI he means. <laughs> I think this guy's actually an idiot. 
Oh, man. My man Peg Leg Raider said, bro, you did not get a grill. You know those they sell those in Houston gas stations. <laughs> yeah, Peg Leg, I did, man. I got a grill, and it was the worst thing, worst decision I ever made. And what's worse than that, my son saw it. My son saw it and was and he wanted it so bad. He was like, Dad, let me get a grill like you. Because, you know, if your dad's doing it, you got to do it. So he's like, man, let me get a grill. Let me get a grill like you. I was like, no, no, you don't want this. So one day uh, I walked into the house, and he had taken a bunch of foil and put it, put it over his teeth. <laughs> That's what all the kids were doing back in elementary school. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Take the gum wrapper and yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was like, I got my grill, Dad. I said, yep, you know what? You do. That's your grill. Perfect. Absolutely. And that's when I knew it was time to get rid of the grill. <laughs> so it's just that was bad. So there you go. Uh, Nelly was Nelly, Nelly had a lot of influence in my life. Let's put it like that. So we'll see him tonight at the M Resort. <laughs> tip drill. My man uh, 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 Mickey just said tip drill. Absolutely. That's a good one. Mickey's going to be in the building tonight, too. Hey, man, we're going to have a, a, a party, man. I'm, I just turned this into a club, man. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I apologize, man. I know I, I done gone so far left. Sometimes you're supposed to go right and you go left. I definitely went left. My GPS was saying, turn right, turn right, rerouting, rerouting. So for the last 10 minutes, I've been rerouting, and I still have been going the wrong direction. I, I apologize. I'm, I'm sorry, Damon. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think uh, just you don't read it on air, but just look at Big Deuces. Big Deuce just texted something in, and that's going to get us back on track. Okay. But don't read it on there? No, because you're going to see that one and be like, all right, let's get back to the Raiders. Yes, yes. I, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Big Deuce, for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> we will get back to the Raiders. Let's do that right now, matter of fact. Let's get focused. Vinny Bonsignor and Heidi Fang, they're both in the Raider locker room earlier today following practice. They were able to talk to multiple folks. Deron Harmon, who we actually led the show off with, we talked to him. Also, we were able to talk to uh, Malcolm Kuntz, and they talked to running back Josh Jacobs. Here's that conversation with Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, I know uh, for the running game, sometimes the game and the score dictates uh, some of that. But from a running back's perspective, is there a sweet spot of when you feel like comfortable? Yeah, it's definitely a sweet spot. Uh, for me personally, I think it takes me like six runs to get hit like six about six times, and then it's like, all right, I'm kind of in the in the flow of, of the game. Um, because we was talking about that the other day. It's funny that you mentioned it. Like it's been times where we had the first carry and we kind of break it. But it just don't feel right, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, for me, it kind of takes like six carries before I kind of like already get in the flow in the game. Even with the long run? Even with a long run. I'm not going to lie. Like, really, I need to get hit. So if I don't really get hit or if I break a tackle when I go out of bounds and stuff, they don't, they don't really do it for me. I got to, like, get hit a few times, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Is it frustrating sometimes? Because, like I said, sometimes that score is going to dictate what attack you guys are going to do. Uh, I'm not going to say it's frustrating. It's just more so of like, uh, all right, bro. It's more so of like trying to figure out how else can I get involved. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, if I'm not if I'm not, uh, running the ball, can I catch the ball? If the receiver get a block, can I go downfield and block for him? And you know what I'm saying? How can I contribute? I think that's the biggest thing that I kind of like look for uh, when I'm not getting the ball. Obviously, the Cardinals uh, kind of got their hats handed to them a little bit on Sunday. But are you expecting a team that's going to show us a little bit of pride and come in here and, and want to fight? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they have a good team, uh, offensively, offensively and defensively. So I definitely think they're going to come in and, and, and play their brand of uh, football. So I think it's going to be a good game. Oh, you excited about getting in front of the home crowd? Oh, time? yeah, man. You know, our first games, I mean, our games in general, especially at home, it's just it's a di different type of atmosphere. So be able to experience that this year um, with this group of guys, I think it's going to be special. 
sorry if you already talked about this, but uh, one of your biggest plays last week is you had that uh, pass that went for 16 yards. You took a while. I know year after year you've talked about how much you want uh, receiving to be a bigger part of your game. How did that feel to, uh, to, to break that? Uh, it felt pretty good. I mean, it was just like a little swing right. It wasn't nothing crazy, but uh, it just happened to convert. So whenever I, whenever I get the ball, especially with that much space, that's the reason why I like catching the ball because, like, I never get that much space. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's pretty fun. It, it lets me uh, – Decide what I want to do and be able to showcase uh, some things. Do you feel like there'll be more of those opportunities in this offense going forward this year? I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you got a, a great group of, of receivers, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you got a you got a good quarterback and things like that, and um, he makes the right reads. So whenever whenever it's time for me to my opportunity to, to get a play or get a pass or whatever, I just try to make the best out of it. I don't think people often talk about it with running backs. It's more, you know, running the ball, catching the ball. But mm-hmm. on that Devontae play that kind of went viral, you got, you got a nice block on that. Yeah, man, I was telling him, I said, man, you you, you lucky I like you. <laughs> I ran like 30 yards just to get a block. You know what I'm saying? But I, honestly, I feel like that's one of the things that kind of like, even Yach, Yach had a block on that play too. It's one of the things that's like the little things that a lot of people don't notice, but it kind of like the staple of who we want to be as a team. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like I, every time I go out there, um, I try to lay it all on the line. So that's kind of just the mentality I play with. How much of a reaction did you and uh, Jakob get on, in the film room on that? Oh, everybody was laughing. <laughs> Coach, I'd hurry up and say his. <laughs> Switch the <and> play. <laughs> yeah, everybody was going crazy. It was funny because Devontae actually hit me up after after the game was like, seen that i didn't peep that in the game i seen i was like yeah bro we, we try to get you right so, yeah so sounds like you and Devonte then are, are close have a good relationship what's it been like just oh, yeah. getting to know him even beyond football i mean he's a good dude he stays up the road for me so we the only guys that like stay in the area so it, I, I spend a lot of time with him but i mean all, all of these guys man i mean you come in uh, nobody's like really selfish everybody come in and, and want to get better and work every day and um, i mean i'm happy to be around a culture like that um, and i'm happy to be around these guys Josh Jacobs right there in the Raiders locker room. And how could you not like what you just heard from Josh Jacobs? I mean, it's not all about stats. You know, he didn't carry the ball a whole lot, didn't have a ton of yards, didn't have a ton of action, but he was fired up about a block that he made, right? He's fired up about the rest of the teammates having opportunities. I mean, you want to talk about dudes that got their head right. I don't know what the future is going to hold for Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. I don't think it matters. I don't think he knows. I don't think it matters. But those are the kind of dudes you want in your locker room. Like he said, I like to be a part of the culture like this. It's, it's different. And I don't remember who called, and I apologize. It was a couple weeks ago. It was before the season started. And somebody said, people want to be Raiders. People want to be a part of this culture. People want to be a part of what's brewing. That is true. And that's true by what's going on in that locker room. I'm not saying that it's going to make him go win the Super Bowl. I'm not – don't – please don't get it, you know, twisted. I'm not saying any of that. None of that guarantees any wins or anything. But, man, you, you can hear guys wanting to play for each other. You know, Josh Jacobs talking about, I ran 30 yards. You know, oh, Yacht got a good block too. I mean, like, they're taking pride in what they do. It's not all me, me, me. Give me my numbers. Give me my yards. You know who needs a big year? Josh Jacobs. He's playing for a contract for 31 teams in the league. 32, actually. 32 teams because he can very easily re-sign with the Raiders. He's, he's playing for a contract with any team in the league, and he's talking about getting a block downfield. Down that's, that's the kind of stuff that gets me fired up, man. I get excited about stuff like that. And that's what makes me, when people ask me, well, Q, why do you believe this? Or why do you believe that? How can you think that this team is going to be good? What makes you feel that way? Dudes like that selfless 
Not me guys, but we guys. Yeah, it's great to be good or great by yourself, but it's great to be great with a bunch of people, a, a bunch of your teammates. You can create a lot of greatness together as opposed to just being great individually. I mean, we as Raider fans, right, have we not seen players on, on the team in, in the past that have put up great numbers and the team haven't been worth the salt? <laughs> right? Not worth a damn, but, hey, one person had a really good year, right? That's that, – you're not going to get anywhere that way. That's And that's another reason why. And thank you to Vinny and, and Heidi for getting that over to us. That's why I like locker room conversations. You wouldn't have got that from the podium. That's some really good stuff right there from Josh Jacobs. He gave us some time after the game, gave us some real good insight to what he was thinking immediately right after the game, and then, boom, a week later, he's talking again in the locker room, and you could just hear the mindset – that's the kind of mindset you have to have to be a winner. Again, doesn't mean that this team is going to go out there and win, you know, the next 16 games, go to the Super Bowl. None of that matters. But they have the right mindset. And you could tell that that's how that locker room is built. That's what I could appreciate. 349 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number two. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy Q. Fargo Raider has outdone himself. Fargo Raider has outdone himself. He tweeted a picture of me with a grill. <laughs> he tweeted a picture he created. Fargo Raider's got some great Photoshop skills. And believe me, Fargo, the grill that you got on, on me in this picture is far more expensive than the grill I had. The grill I had wasn't even both teeth, both like the uppers and lowers. It was just the lowers. And... They weren't really diamonds. They were just, they were cut. It was cut like they looked like diamonds, right? So the way that they were cut was when I smiled and the light hit it, it looked like it looked like they were diamonds, but they were literally just cuts in the grill itself. Like they, it wasn't, it wasn't, there was not one diamond at all. I wasn't, I wasn't built like that, man. I was, I'm a radio dude, right? And we this was the equivalent of $200? 250 Man. 250 I might have got. I might have got. I mean, what? I didn't care. I just wanted to have a grill because I thought it was cool. So you know, sometimes you get hustled. But it's. I mean, it, all I did was a two-hour radio show there, and they gave it to me for free. So what's what's the big deal, right? I've done. I've done more for less. <laughs> well, well, you got me there. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah, you know. Yep. All right. <laughs> exactly. Fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But speaking of something that was fair and fantastic, and the price was right for you. Again, how about you tell everybody about the lunch that you had today and who you got your lunch from today, Damon? Man, it seems like Fridays is just going to be the Joe Seafood Prime Steak and Stone Crab Friday here at Lotus Broadcasting because as long as I'm not there. (laughs) No, they want you to have it. They want you to have it, Q. They want both of us to enjoy it. I mean, today they brought out, this is what I'm going to talk about today, the banana cream pie. Because, you know, sometimes I know you're not a big sweet guy. Yeah. And, you know, it's, hey, it's banana cream pie. We're going to see. But they had, like, the caramel to drizzle on top, some fresh strawberries to go along with it. And it was one of those, like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." you know, you take the last piece of something. I felt guilty that maybe no one else. Well, no, a lot of people in the station also had it because I grabbed the last piece because I was like, hell, hold on now. Right. I got to get some of this. That's right. And then also the roasted chicken. The vegetables were fantastic. Oh, you Man. had roasted chicken this time? I thought you had, like, fried chicken last time, so you had no, roasted this was, chicken. No, this was herb roasted chicken this time Ooh, with carrots and Ooh, shallots. Okay. Man, I'm wow. telling you, they keep doing it where it's, 
Hey man, next Friday I want to see what's coming up next Friday. Well, oh, and also the shrimp cocktail too. Nice. You know, just the jumbo shrimp. I mean, can't mess that up. Nobody, man. Just that's you. a place that I'm out to take the wife out one one night, uh, a dinner during football season because you know it's football season and uh, it's so busy that you know there's gonna be one of those days where I just gotta say like, hey, um, my bad. Here, let me take you out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> my bad for working so many hours. Let me take you out. That's gonna have to be what I do. Uh, that's that's cool, man. They are the sponsor of Q's kickoff, which will happen on uh, on Sunday at the Torch, an hour before the official pregame show with JT the Brick and Eric Allen. So make sure you hang out at the Torch starting at ten o'clock and uh, and come check us out. We'll be out there having a good time. They're also the proud sponsor of uh, Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com. His segment that you'll hear coming up around four thirty. So uh, good stuff right there. I'm glad you got a lunch. I mean, one of these days I'll get some too. Hey, then, to be honest, I took your serving. It was like, oh, we're going to save some for Q, for you and Q. And it's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's great, that's great. Q and I are going to love that. <laughs> and then you said, Q ain't coming in. It's a wrap. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Let's go hustle out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Mitch, in New Jersey. Welcome to the show, my man. Hey, Q. How's it going? It's fantastic. Did you enjoy that game that most people didn't see last night? Oh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was watching that, and I was watching the Aces at the same time. Oh, good for you. It's for your regular TV. This business of uh, streamlining everything. Come on. You can order your, you can order your grocery store through Amazon. You don't have to leave the house. Come on. You, you want to feel the food? You want you got you to check out the food before you buy because, you know, buy beware. Right. Anyway, uh, are the Chargers a precursor team? Um, he, he, that guy, yeah. He, he's going to miss weeks. He got a fractured rib. That's that's right. pretty serious. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty serious. They say he's day to day. Talking about Justin Herbert and his rib injury, but yeah, no, that's that's a rough deal, man. And it's always something that happens with the Chargers. Always something, man. Um, and and I hate that. And I don't like to see anyone get injured at all. I know we've had people talk about they, you know, were laughing when they saw the injuries. Injuries suck, man. I don't I don't root for anyone to get injured, and especially you know talented cats like that, man, because that could be one of your favorite players all of a sudden get hurt, and then you were thinking like, man. That sucks and feel the same way the Charger fans feel right now with the injured Justin Herbert. 3.57 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Mitch, thanks for the call. We appreciate you. When we come back, Sam Gordon from the RJ, he'll join us. He'll talk about the Aces. He'll talk about Triple G and Canelo. He'll talk about the Raiders. We'll kick off the third hour of the show here on Raider Nation Radio 920.